Okay, here we go. Okay, so we left off at the end of Perik Dalid. Um, and what we were saying yesterday is that a person has to look at the world as though Hashem is speaking to him with everything that is happening. That's the way he's supposed to look at Oh, look at that. What is that? Accidentally cut the very first line off. Oh, that's Shalom on the ball. Oh, okay, all right. Get them while they're hot, boys. Okay, thank you, thank you, Yaakov. All right, here we go. Okay, so what we were talking about yesterday was the idea that Hashem is talking to me. Shalom Leib, did you hear me? Yeah. What did I say? Hashem is talking to me. No, to me. Um, Hashem is talking to me. Not to me? Maybe to you too. Where are you? All the way in the back. So he says, he says what? He says that everything that I, ha- I have to look at everything as a, as a conversation with Hashem. That's the point, that everything that is happening in my life is Hashem talking to me and encouraging me to take action in terms of, in terms of how I need to change myself, how I need to fix myself, how I need to let go of all the garbage that's inside of myself. That's the, that's the idea. And instead of looking at the other person as being the fault, I have to look at myself as being the fault, right? So if the other person is stepping on my toe, I have to understand my toe needs to be stepped on. Happens to be that the other person is making a bad choice in being the volunteer to step on my toe. That's his bad decision. And in fact, someone is going to step on his toe later on because of it. But I can't look at the world as that person is the one that's stepping on my toe. I have to look at the world that Hashem is stepping on my toe. So the question comes out, why is Hashem stepping on my toe? And I have to figure out in myself why that's happening. Yes, David? Doesn't it say something like that in Perkyavos? Fellows hospital floating in a river. He picked that up and said, because you drowned others, others drowned you, and those who drowned you will go on to be drowned themselves. It's true. It's true. But we're focusing more on not what the other person is going to get. Unfortunately, that's a lot of times what we think. Oh, you, you stepped on my toe, so, so you're going to get it in return. That's not why Hashem has, should have me thinking. What Hashem has to have me thinking is, why is my toe being stepped on? That's the point. In other words, not focusing on what's going to happen to the other guy, but focusing on why is this happening to me, right? And we have to recognize the most important point of Hasidus Hashkacha Pratis. Hashem is involved in every single thing that is happening 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, every single moment. There is no moment that we could say that Hashem, oh, he, he just closed his eyes during this moment, you know, something else took place, something else happened. And in order to express this, he says like this, the idea, I think we, we got up to here, right? The Kaha de Ravuna, like the story of Ravuna over there, Sham, Ayn An Amud Base. In Brachas Dafhe Amud Bais, the Hmitsu Lo Araba Meos Chabios Yayin. 
So what happened was that he had 400 barrels of wine. And all 400 barrels turned into vinegar. They became sour. So, the other Rabbanan, his colleagues, came in order to nachmo, right? Nachmo means to comfort him, right? Because this is a terrible tragedy. What happened to him? And the other master said to him, look into your actions. So, Perish Rashi, what does Rashi say about this? You pashfish v'masav, look into your actions. Amalohu, he said back to them, v'mi chashidna b'einaychu. He said back to them, I, am I suspect in your eyes? In other words, do you think that I did something wrong? Like, like how could you possibly say that? Right? Amrulei, and the most important point here, they go, mi chashida kadosh baruchu da'avidina belodina. By saying those words, Ravuna, that implies that you think that what? That Hashem, that Hashem what? That Hashem did something, did a deen, did, he judged without taking into consideration whether you deserve it or not. In other words, you're saying, by you saying, oh, do you think that I did something, you know, you're thinking that I did something wrong, you're, sus- you're suspect me of something, you're a suspect Hashem by asking that point. In other words, the fact that those 400 bottles of barrels of wine turn into vinegar, it must be that something happened that you did wrong. Otherwise, those barrels would not have turned into vinegar. That's the point. Now, we know the rest of the story. The rest of the story is, right, he asked all his workers if, in fact, you know, he had uh, treated them, mistreated them, that he didn't pay them, or whatever. And there was a little girl there that she didn't get paid. And so he paid her, right? And after he paid her, there's two versions of the story. Either the 400 barrels of vinegar turned back into wine, or the 400 uh, barrels of vinegar, the price of vinegar went up in the marketplace to the price of wine. And he was able to sell it. But the point is that Hashem is not looking to punish. That's not what he's looking to do. It's a very different frame of mind. In other words, a person doesn't have to look in the world, oh, Hashem is punishing me because of this, this, this. No. Hashem is trying to point out that I need to change something in my system. In, uh, in other words, when in, in the car, when the light for the oil goes on, it doesn't mean that the, the dealer or whatever, that uh, Toyota or whoever it is, is trying to punish me. He's trying to indicate to me that now is a time for an oil change. That it's in my best interest. If I want to take care of my car and I want to be able to drive smoothly, I have to change the oil. It's not, it's not a punishment. No one's getting punished here. Yes, it's a punishment. You have to pay $100 or $70 or whatever, how much you have to pay, right? So you can say, oh, that's a punishment. It's not a punishment. You want to drive a car, you have to change the oil in the car. That's the way it works. You want to live in this world, the objective is you want Hashem to tell you when you're not going on the straight and narrow. You want Hashem to like sort of go like this a little bit and like this a little bit, you know, tap you a little bit on this side to keep you going that way and tap you a little bit with the left hand to go, keep you going this way, right? In other words, that we should go straight on the, on the derech. That's the point. And so what the Rebbe is saying here is this is how I have to look at the world. That I have to look at the world that the things that are happening in my life, first and foremost, I have to see it as a mirror. Right? That's what we've been talking up until now. I have to see that if I'm upset, 
with the way someone else is acting, right? And I, it makes me really annoyed. I have to say to myself, why am I so annoyed about this? The only reason why I'm so annoyed about it is because I have this in myself. The only reason why I'm getting angry all the time is because I have anger in myself. The reason why I'm getting frustrated all the time is because I have frustration in myself. And that emotion is coming out to the forefront because of the different things that are happening in the world. So I have to recognize that those things in the world are being put there by Hashem to show me that, look, I have, I have, a, I have an issue. And I have to fix this issue. That's why he's sending me this and that and the other thing. Like there is no such thing as a person that's uh, uh, you know, getting stressed out unless he has some sort of thing in himself. If he has some sort of thing in himself, so then it comes out. So the, the, the opposite thing when it's happening on the outside of him is going to stress him out. But someone who's a very calm and cool and a relaxed person is not going to be stressed out by anything. So each thing that's happening outside of me is only to point out what I have to fix on my inside. So there's no reason to get upset with uh, this person or that person or the other person. or the other. And it's a matter of recognizing and letting go of that bad feeling towards that person because it's really just Hashem trying to point out that you need an oil change or I need an oil change. Yeah? How does this fit in the story of healing? How does it? And? So how does this whole thing fit in where, where we're saying that anything that's coming towards you is... It's Hashem's, way of, it's Hashem's way of trying to point something out in you and to fix you and to fix this point in you. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. But he was a tzaddik, right? Uh, what does it mean, a tzaddik? He was a tzaddik and there was a, there's different things that were going on. But what does it mean, a tzaddik? A tzaddik, I don't know if it means tzaddik the way Tanya explains a tzaddik, but... Even at tzaddik, the way it's tzaddik, the, the way Tanya explains it's tzaddik, right? What are we saying? It, it, it still has things that needs to be. There's still oil changes. Even if you have the best car, you still need to change your oil in the car. That's the way it is. So, uh, you know, the way Moshe Rabbeinu was at tzaddik is very different than the way we are uh, looking at the world. But that doesn't mean that Moshe Rabbeinu also was talking. You know, Hashem was telling him to do this or to that, right? It's just the way Hashem is moving him along in the, in the pathway. But of course, Moshe Rabbeinu is the greatest person that ever lived in the history of the world. So then he says, So when a person will look at his actions, his speech, and his thoughts, he will find that he will recognize he deserves it. He deserves it. He has this issue in his inside. He has this issue that he's been working on. He has this issue that he's been doing, that he has to change. And so therefore, it comes out. And that's, that's Megillah. And in particular, the sin of not learning Torah, wasting one's time. And he starts, and he comes up with all these excuses why he's not learning and he himself knows that these ideas, these things, these reasons, these are just excuses for nothing. Yeah? Because he knows them as... And now this is a very important line. 
right? Because he begins, he starts to look at his life and he starts to see in himself, am I really making the ikr the ikr? Or maybe I'm making the tuffle the ikr. And that's a very important point. And he starts to see in his life what is the tuffle and what is the ikr and what is really driving him. The tuffle is something that's secondary. But yet the things that are secondary could be the thing that's driving him in his life. That could be what is happening. But really, the acre is supposed to be driving him in his life. So what is he focusing on? What is he doing? What is he working on? That's it. And in particular, how does he have the strength, the power, and really the chutzpah to make something that is secondary into the main event? Right? And this is what happens with us very often. Right, We get very upset with other people about the way they're treating us and the way they acted and the way this. And we make a whole federal case out of things that are so nothing. They're tuffled. They're not such a big deal. Why are you making such a big deal? It's not such a big deal. Right? That's the point. That I'm constantly finding, right, the, finding the issues, finding the problems. And I find the problems in my... You know, this is it. I'm constantly making the tuffle into the acre. As opposed to leading a life of, of ikr. Dear betachtainim. What am I doing in this world? I'm supposed to be sharing and shedding the light into this world. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. The fact that I'm not doing that is an indication that something's wrong. That I'm spending my time, more of my time watching Monday night football than learning Gemara. Right? So this is an issue. This is making the tuffle into the ikr. Right? That's the point. How much tuffle am I spending my time doing? And what is my main, my, main, uh, my main point of being here in this world, right? And then I also see that the tuffle is the ikr is, is constantly that I'm working at, at things, what's in it for me. I'm always, I'm looking, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get, gather more. What's going to be in it for me? How can I get more and more and more and more and more and more and more? You know, like when we're, when we're children, right, we, want, we count how, how many blocks did I get when we're in kindergarten? How many blocks? Did I, was I the winner? Did I get the most blocks? Or how many candies do I get? Or do I get how many red candies do I get? Right? I, I want the cherry candy. I want, I, I, and that's how, you, that's how a person very often, what he associates with being successful and being good and being accomplished. And what Tyra is saying, no, that's not how you measure. You measure by how much are you giving. How much are you giving of yourself? How much are you... How much are you giving yourself to other people and, and to Hashem? That's the point. So Friday becomes an important day all of a sudden. Friday, Mifzayim, right, that he wants to give. He wants to give to his, his chavruses. He wants to give to his, uh, to his roommates. He wants to, right, he wants to help. He wants to, he wants to spend his time helping other people. That becomes his metzias. That becomes what's the ikr point. And not just what's in it for me. Right? Unfortunately, our generation is so much about what's in it for me. Right? Like nowadays, even, like, you can't ask someone to do something without having to, you know, there's no such thing. Like we were growing up, we grew up, everything was volunteer. Volunteer this, volunteer for this, volunteer to help this, help these people, help those people. That's the way the kids were in those days. Right? Even I see it, you know, in, 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 in the Bachram nowadays, like the, you know, like after they, they need to be paid for this and they paid for that and paid for this and paid for that. There's, there's no, no concept of volunteering. 
want to help. I want to just help out. I want to do this. I want to do, not just talking about. I'm, I'm talking about in the in, in upstairs world also. More, more, you see it more upstairs than down here. We still have a little vestige of that concept of uh, of volunteer work, of giving and doing just for the sake of doing, not because I'm going to get something back. I don't know. Maybe that's a part of your generation of how you guys grew up. But uh, in, the, in the, growing up in the seventies, in the early eighties, or whatever, that was not the, that was not the energy. Everything was about like how we can volunteer for this group and that group and the other group and on and on and on and on and on. That was that was just uh, that was the mindset of the people. You know, I don't see it so much in the two thousand twenties, two thousand tens. It's like a very different different mindset in a certain way. I don't know if it's so healthy to change. But anyway, that's uh, me going off on a tangent. So the ultimate point of the descent of the body, of the soul into the body, two points. The whole point of coming down here into this world was in order for me to learn Torah and do mitzvahs. Like it says in the beginning, Hashem created, right? Amar Azal, Preishis Bishvil HaTorah, Right, shenikra reishis, but bishvil yisrael shenikra reishis. Right, there's base means two reishises. Right, there's two reishises. The reishis is for the Torah, and the reishis is for the yid. Dinisaba karish baruchu liyoslo yisbarach dira betachtoinim, because Hashem wanted to make a dira betachtoinim. Bishvil zeh haya brias ha'elam, and that's the reason for the creation of the world. Yeah, kamayim razal my dichsi vayhi erev vayiboker yom hashishi. Why does it say? Let there be right. There was evening. There was morning. Yom Hashishi Melamed Shehitna Hakadosh Baruch Hu that Hashem made a condition in Mamaisa Breishis with the creation of the world. Va'amar in Yisrael Mekablim as Torasi. If the Yidden will receive my Torah, Mutav, it will be good. Ve'imlav and if not, Ani Achzir Atzchem Letayu Vabayu. I will turn back the world if they don't receive the Torah. They don't take on the Torah. I'm going to turn the world back to chaos. Bixiv imlo Berisi Yoyman Belayla. Right, that um, it's because were it not for my covenant, imlo brisi. If it wasn't for my covenant, samti. Then the day and the night, the heavens and the earth, I would not have placed. Now we can understand. This is the shlichus of the neshama down here below. My job here in this world is to light up the world. Right? How do we light it up? By learning a lot of Torah and by the candle of all the mitzvahs that we're able to do. Right? That's, that's, that's what we're here in this world for. Like it says, the candle of Hashem is the neshama of a person. Just like a, a candle shines up the darkness, so also the souls are called candles. In order to light up the darkness of this land. And to make it into a dira. And that's the main point of why we're here. So a person has to constantly, constantly be calibrating. What am I doing here in this world? What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? He has to ask himself throughout the day. Why am I here? Right? So the person could make a big mistake. Right? That the person, as we're going to see um, in tomorrow's class, a person could come into this world and get caught up with the secondary things of this world. 
right? Like the, like the famous story, the, the king tells the person to go to the city and go buy him a case of apples. So he goes into the city and he gets, and he got, walks into the city and all of a sudden he sees, wow, the bright neon lights. And he says, oh, this is so exciting. He goes to a museum and he looks at all the museum things and then he goes to a movie, wow, a movie. And he goes to the movie and then he sees a sports bar and he goes in there and has a few beers. He watches the, you know, the, the, the Super Bowl or the, the, the NBA playoffs or whatever, he's NHL hockey, whatever. And he's got, oh, he gets involved in that. And then he goes and plays a you know, pool and he plays basketball and he goes this and uh, all these things. And then he realizes, oh, he has a bus. He has to catch back to, back, back to the palace. He jumps on the bus to come back to the palace on time. And he forgets he came down, he came to the city for a case of apples. He got distracted with all these other things. So a person has to keep his, his, his mind focused on the ikr. Focused on the ikr means taira and mitzvahs. It means getting along with the people around you. It means not getting into arguments, not getting into fights, not getting into all the negative uh, stuff. Look at the world in a way that this is Hashem's garden. And I'm here as the, as the garden keeper. I'm supposed to be t- tending the garden. That's my job here. And that's how I have to look at the world. That means that I have, that's how I have to look at other people, that I, I'm here to work with other people, here to get along with other people. Right here to connect to other people, and most importantly, to connect to my mission in this world. That's the idea. All right, Mr. Shem, it was a short class today, but uh, we'll stop here, and we'll pick up from here, Machar.